Hello, dear listener. Welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. Uh, Today's episode is going to be about relationships. Um, I recently watched an interview with... uh, How how are you, by the way? I'm sorry to just launch right in, but I'm... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I'm concerned with holding your attention. I just kind of want to get right to it. I know that it's um, uh, not the easiest ride to come along on uh, this podcast episode, this podcast in general. Um, but I thank you so much for being a listener or becoming a listener um, because I've kind of gone back and forth about whether to keep the self-consciousness podcast around in light of some of my other projects and ultimately I've decided I'm keeping it alive. I'm not going to be doing it as often or on any kind of schedule um, but it's always going to be here and I'm going to come to you and I'm going to speak into this microphone when I have certain intuitive hits or downloads or whatever you want to call it about things that I think are important to express. Uh, And that also includes how it's affecting me as well, because I find that can be a little bit helpful in terms of context. So, um, yeah, I was watching, I don't even know what podcast this was, but I was watching an episode, uh, an interview with Teal Swan, Um, There was a loud British guy who was the host. Um, And Teal Swan I've gone back and forth on over the years. Um, But ultimately, I will say, I find her extremely inspiring. Um, Yeah, of course, she's a human being. Um, But there are... I mean, I find more wisdom in what she says than not. Uh, there's definitely been things that she's talked about that I've, I've like, I hate her. I'm never listening to her again. And I had to shut it down. Um, and then I find myself kind of coming back. In fact, I feel like I, I wouldn't be in this field if it kind of hadn't been for Teal Swan. There's a lot of things I learned from her, especially in the beginning of my journey. And my flame just went out on my candle. Hmm. <laughs> so I allowed myself to kind of watch this interview because one of the things that she said, which I found pertinent, was about AI in the future and kind of how are we going to survive? Uh, we already know what happens when AI is out of control <laughs> and we already know Um, because we've all sort of created this alternative reality where we destroy ourselves and we are very much, very much steeped in that timeline. So I think we all kind of feel that. And while I do believe that that's very much a possibility, I really love what Teal Swan said. She said, yeah, things look pretty bad. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Um, but she also mentioned the way forward is relationship. And I really love that for so many reasons. When we learn how to relate to each other as humans, uh, we discover the interlocking network that is present within all of us 
this sort of spider web of connection um, extending out from source. I remember doing a um, past life reading for somebody and it took me to this sort of Neolithic village and I was interacting with a woman, which was her her past life. And um, what struck me most, and, and I've seen this in other lives, is that they thought of the village or the, the community that they were living in, they truly thought of it as one organism. They didn't, it's not that they didn't see the individuals, they could be proud of their things, they knew they had to take care of themselves, but they really saw themselves functioning as an organism. That really stuck with me because it makes a lot of sense. It's a sort of macrocosm of what happens within yourself. And I've also learned firsthand that the more compassionate I can become with myself, unifying my internal fractured or split parts, coming back together, bringing all those pieces of myself, accepting them for just the truth of who and what they are, where they came from, the more shadow work that we do, the more loving and compassionate and accepting we can be of other people. I said recently on Ryan Singer's podcast, Me and the Paranormal You, which you should listen to because he's awesome and amazing and I love Ryan. Um, I had gone walking earlier in the day before I sat down to record with him and I was talking to my guides and I was just like, I'm giving all this love to the earth and I want to just give so much love to Gaia and the plants and the bugs. Even the bugs, you guys, look how look how enlightened I am. Even the flies and the gnats. I was so impressed with myself just giving love. And my kites came in pretty strong and they were like, you got to stop hating on people because people are part of Earth. And the more you just hate people, the more you hate yourself. And I was like, fuck so true to be able to connect with other people is so important and i think we've since covid especially we have maneuvered into different circles or we've tightened up our bonds with other circles um, which i think is really wonderful but i worry (laughs) i i worry that although we have these in-person relationships and our you know we are all we are all very much entrenched in the worlds of social media and um you know i reluctantly went back onto social media because i had a product that i needed to promote and as i will say again a million times i feel like social media we just need to call it what it is and that's a marketplace it's not about connecting socially I'm so sorry if this goes against what you feel. Have I met new people from from social media? Absolutely. Have I created long-lasting friendships or relationships through social media? Mm, No, not really. Questionable. Um, You know, I've definitely found a lot of acquaintances, people who like similar things. Um, But I believe that it's just so important that face-to-face communication in person gathering is really important. 
especially in the context of creating, building, and sustaining true relationship between human beings. Uh, And I'm going to explain to you a little bit about why. So I had a little bit of a download and here it goes. Knowing how someone is because they are sharing, right? So let's say you've got your friend on Facebook or let's say you've got a friend on Instagram. Perhaps it's a friend you haven't spoken to in a while, but you don't have to because you know how they're doing because they share. They share parts of their lives and they're sharing without you having to ask. What this does is it denies your part in the relationship. So there, what happens is there becomes a separation between you and this person. And it's not out of dislike. But there is a denial of charge. A denial of interplay. Because it means something when you're face to face. I will also say, or phone to phone, face to face, even on Zoom, one to one, and you're with someone, and there's like an, this isn't a word, but inter exchanging, and they're inter exchanging with you directly. Social media gives us this experience of like, like, you know, you're, your friend is off in some faraway place and you're like, oh my God, I had no idea they were going there and you leave a comment, but then it's like, (laughs) not you waiting for your friend to get through all the comments to react to you to form a neural pathway between the two of you. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen because they did not share it with you. They just shared it. They, this was not, this was not an interpersonal exchange. Social media short circuits this pathway created between two people that allows the transfer of emotion, energy, information, and love. Social media short circuits this pathway. There's a small part of me that hesitates to say all of this because I fear that it makes me look like an introverted, unsocial weirdo, Uh, which is true. Um, In fact, getting to know another group of people, a new, new group of people in my life has shown me just how awkward I am and just how much I'm trying to reconcile every step of the relationship because... Honestly, I'm so not used to forming these kinds of relationships. I believe that this started, you know, you, you're raised to be, oh God, I, I feel there's so much pressure on younger people to couple up and to parent up and to have the photos and have the dress and the ring and marketplace, 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 you know. There's so much pressure to be in that coupled relationship and to, you know, start reproducing. And then when you do that, no one tells you about, well, I'm sure nowadays plenty of people tell you, (laughs) but unless you're in a very strong social group with other families, 
it's very difficult to maintain the kinds of friendships you had prior to that main relationship of your life, that main partnership of your life. Um, or at least that's how I've found it to be. We found ourselves isolated and isolating ourselves as well because there was a little bit of uh, anger and resentment towards the fact that nobody wanted to talk to us anymore because now I'm talking about me and my husband becoming parents. You know, we became parents when I guess I was in my early 30s. He was in his early to mid 30s. And, um, you know, we were also very much in our social families at that time. And then as soon as we got together and had kids, it was like, everyone's like, bye. <laughs> oh, and you're moving to New Jersey? Fuck that. Bye. So we lost a lot of the closer relationships that we had. So this was my experience. And then my experience growing up with my kids, that being my main relationship, it became so important for me to maintain relationships with other friends as well. But I didn't realize that because for so there would be long stretches of time that it would just be me and the kids or long stretches of time it would be just me and my family. And um, it's not how I envisioned my life to be, but it, it very much was, you know, half my fault, half everybody else's fault, right? Equal parts relationship. And and I definitely admit that, that that isolated me for a long time and it became very difficult for me to socialize with, especially other moms. Because we have nothing in common except for the fact that we both spit people out of our vaginas or stomachs. Still, you know, it's like I struggled to connect with people after I had kids. And uh, because I... Again, I just, I didn't feel like I had anything in common with most of the people that I knew. And, um, you know, while I've found some really wonderful friends throughout that period, we're all busy, <laughs> you know, like we're all busy, especially as the kids, when the kids were younger. So I feel like that's kind of a natural thing. And like, that's exactly when relationships are so important to somebody. So it's really important to be around whether it's actual family or chosen family when you're creating another family because you need that network, you need that web, you know. And and I listen, I do love the idea of support groups and everything and I know that people are always encouraging Facebook for that. Like there's there's real like a sense of community and like people coming together. That sounds great. But I still think we are missing I still think we're missing something because a lot of those communities and groups have to be run by people who are trying to support themselves in their own business. So yes, this eventually leads to sales. While it's also community-based, it leads to sales. I mean, I'm sure there's been groups that were started that did not have that as the end result. but And that's great and more power to them, but... Uh, in terms of connecting people, it's really important that there's as much one-on-one -on -one connection as possible, direct connection as possible. And it's even more important that we are feeling that person's energy in real time, that we're feeling that energy in response to us. That is how we came into the world. We are social creatures. We learn about ourselves through relationship. 
As babies, we learn about ourselves through our relationships with our parents, with our grandparents, with our siblings. Of course, it's in relation to us. You know, I think people hesitate because they think they're being selfish, but it's not about me. So like, why should I respond or why should I reach out? I think those things are true too. Those things feel very true as well. You know, I I think it's really important to reach out to people directly when you want to connect. Um, And I think social media gives us an excuse to not do that. And it's not good. (laughs) There's no good or bad, Jennifer. Yes, I know. But it's not conducive to healthy, strong relationships and bonds between people. Do I think that people have formed great relationships? I do, but I think everyone's constant use of social media just keeps us in our bubbles. And those bubbles are getting harder and harder to penetrate. I think that we entered those bubbles during COVID, it's probably safe to say. And now I exist in a world where I am an event producer. And I'm literally trying to get people to come to my event. So there's been a lot of talk of like getting people out of their houses. Getting people out of what they're doing to give them an experience. Now again, I am selling something, but I want people to experience something that's different. Something that's connective. I want them to understand that being in person sitting next to someone, having an experience, sharing that with somebody is important to the future of our fucking species. It's how we survived for this long. What I'm witnessing more is when there are in-person relationships with people who also either grew up on social media or just spend a bulk of their time on social media, those relationships feel a little more codependent And they also feel just a little more magnified because while it's so weird, there's this, there's this paradox, there's this intense vulnerability. And then there's also at the same time a mask. Um, Maybe the vulnerability is the mask. Maybe we learn to draw people in through that extreme vulnerability And we need them to be there for us, to see us, to feel heard. But then we don't return it. We learn how to objectify each other as we form these bubbles. And I I said the word bubbles before. I like to think of this as our toroidal field, our energetic field. But I'm noticing, and I wonder if you're noticing this as well, and I was talking to a friend, and she noticed this pretty hardcore, is that people are walking around with their bubbles way more solid. There's been a lot of talk about boundaries (laughs) over the last couple of years. A lot of talk about narcissism and codependency. And I think that plus social media, which again only reinforces those behaviors in all of us. It doesn't matter if we're all talking about boundaries and narcissism. We are focused on that. So we're going to exhibit those behaviors because we're all on that spectrum. It's just part of our reality right now. It's also part of being human. But we have created these fortress bubbles. 
And it's very difficult for people to get through to them. I, I'm, I'm shouting out my, my therapist again, um, Dr. Sarah Denning, because she hates the word boundaries. Okay, hate is a strong word. She does not like to use the word boundaries because it almost reinforces a violence um, between people. Think about that. When instead we can think of ourselves, and I've done an episode on this before called Self-Definition, we just have to define ourselves better. But building a fortress, building the boundary, um, while understandable, it's separating us way more. You know, in energetic work and energetic protective work, we like to imagine that we have this bubble that allows love and exchange in, like even exchange, and protects us from sort of more nefarious energies or negative energies. And I think that that's actually been blown out of proportion as well. I think that's that's not, you know, it's very important that we consider what we think about other people or judge what really gets under our skin about somebody else you've got to try this exercise where you just say to yourself that's how i feel about me what if that's how i feel about myself and then you dig deeper and explore that for a while how many people are willing to do that not a lot i was having a discussion with my daughter who is in middle school or entering high school. And there's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of poor, <laughs> poor self-definition. Because again, they are just exploring and becoming themselves with so much influence around them, so many pulls on their focus, especially with each other. But when there is a feeling about someone else like, oh God, Whatever he's doing, it just bugs me. I can't stand him because of blah, 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 blah. Well, then I directed this towards her. I said, well, why don't you... Ugh, she's going to kill me. Anyway, why don't you say to yourself, all these qualities, that's what you hate about yourself. <laughs> this is not an easy thing, especially for a child. I mean, it's not anything I'm, I'm forcing her into. I said, just consider that might be a good question. You want to hesitate judging people so harshly. Listen, judgment is fine. It's the criticizing that hurts. You know, when we do that to others, we are doing that to ourselves. I only found myself to be more truly compassionate for other people when I found that compassion for myself, as I said before. So relationship starts with yourself, obviously, and reconnecting to all of those parts, all of those parts that have been numbed, all of those parts that have been numbed from disuse and cut off blood flow. We've got to revive those parts of ourselves and we've got to bring them back in. If we're going to do this and form true relationship with other people, we have to discover who we are and define ourselves. Even if there's a little bit of flow in there, we have to incorporate that as well. Knowing ourselves, what kind of relationship do we want with this person, this person, this person? Maybe it's okay that we don't have these close relationships anymore. 
We never needed to know who these people were 20 years after we graduated high school with them. We never needed to know what they were eating for lunch. We never had this before. Clearly a strong Generation X voice coming at you. Maybe we're not meant to. But right now, it's really important that any of those connections that you may have had in the past that meant something to you, it might, it might be a good idea to explore where that stopped and where, if, for whatever reason, maybe that was due to uh, a little bit of laziness on everyone's part, you know? So figure out which relationships are the most important to you and focus on those. And I also want to say about this whole bubble thing, you know, we've got to extend out to other people. Instead of talking at them, we have to talk to them. Instead of waiting to speak, or, or not letting the other person speak, we have to really hear that person. I am a thousand percent guilty of talking at people, uh, of being in my bubble. Just wanted to reiterate this point because I don't think I really landed the plane before. I don't think I made that point before. When people are in their bubbles now, it feels like there's just no getting through to them. There is such a, a protected state and their conversation is no longer conversation. Have you noticed this at all? You're not having, if you meet someone on the street or you strike up a conversation, they're not listening to you. <laughs> and they're really just in their own world. They're in their own reality. Um, and I believe that that is the extreme of where we are since COVID. And this, again, this idea of getting people to leave their house to come out and, and gather. Um, the comforts, leaving the comfort of your own home. I feel like we, while our homes are all very comfortable now and we've learned how to do that, um, I think it's still important to expand ourselves a little to to join in with other people because that's where the real magic is you can't determine what's going to happen between you and another self-defined person you can create something new together and you can connect and you can create together and then that's amazing um and it's this joyful feeling that i think we've forgotten about this this gathering to exchange to exchange in an energetic reality directly with each other. Not pulling what we need from people, you know? Not thinking of, you know, isolating ourselves. Isolating ourselves and then being psyched that we have thousands of likes or something. Um, because it can feel like approval and I think as we all witness celebrity culture, we can... We know that disapproval is just around the corner, <laughs> so it's not a real thing. And the fact that we're even still talking about celebrities just blows my mind. Why do we give a fuck? What the fuck? It's really important that we pull back on our adoration of, of all this external bullshit. 
uh, and directed inward. I've said this a million times. I have a video about it on YouTube. Um, it is humanity's biggest problem is how we idolize and how we just hand our power over to our religious leaders, our political leaders, our company leaders, whomever. Because we're waiting for people to save us, to distract us, to live for us, to emote for us, to sing for us, to make us laugh. But the truth of the matter is we have to connect with ourselves first. Then we can appreciate the expressions of other people. But right now we're just being bombarded with 50 million stories of other people, none of which are direct communications to us. Our brain is not designed to handle this. And I fear that we are losing ground. So hence this episode, my darling dears. I wish I was talking to you directly. (laughs) I'm very desperate for someone to contact me directly in relation to this. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love when people respond to these episodes that I put out. Love it. Because it is these friends who I don't talk to every day or because they've moved far away. Um, I would like to shout those people out specifically, but I'm not going to because that's weird right? (laughs) But how about this? I'm doing okay. I'm sure that on social media, my life is presenting in one way. Um, And it's, of course, as we all know, a very small part of the picture. But I invite anyone who wants to have a long conversation with me to just send me an email And let's fucking pick up the phone and talk. Let's do it. I dare you. (laughs) I dare you. Info at jenniferway.com. I mean, I have several email addresses, but just do that one. Info at jenniferway.com. And uh, send me your phone number. Let's fucking talk. Let's do it. Um, Let's learn about ourselves through relationship. Because it's more important than ever. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of sort of housekeeping. I considered shutting down the self-consciousness podcast. That is not going to happen. I love this podcast. I love doing this podcast. I love sharing to nobody and everybody at the same time. Um, I love sharing any of the downloaded information that I find interesting or fascinating. I do love sharing that genuinely. Um, I considered closing it down because I am starting another podcast and that is going to be the Sacred Comedy Podcast. It's going to look and feel pretty different. um, And that's hopefully going to get started in August at some point. So um, I I am just scaling back the shows, the Sacred Comedy shows in person. We're going to have our next show is going to be September. Then after that's going to be November and December because apparently people don't want to go into a small (laughs) underground place (laughs) to watch comedy during the summer when it's so nice outside. 
especially one with no alcohol, um, which is understandable. So, uh, and I am also starting up the Sacred Comedy Circle. I am a lover of circles. I have created tons of them. Half of them haven't even come into fruition. And oh, look, there's a cardinal outside. Love that. So we are starting the Sacred Comedy Circle. Um, membership information to be a part of that group will be coming soon. Um, but please go ahead. I no longer have my Jennifer Way newsletter, but the only newsletter I do have right now is on Sacred Comedy. So go to uh, thesacredcomedy.com or sacredcomedyshow.com and sign yourself up on the newsletter. You'll get more information about what Sacred Comedy is. Sacred Comedy really is the vehicle for me to bring some of my ideas to people in a different way. So sort of to bring healing um, in a non-traditional way and hopefully in a way that has more impact for people. Let's see. Um, again, you can make an appointment with me. I am still doing readings at jenniferway.com and uh, I am happy to talk to you. So reach out. Um, thank you again for listening. I hope this episode resonated for you. And uh, look at that, under 40 minutes. Um, it's been great. And I will see you when I see you.
love but 